Arthur's Table on Food FM with your host Arthur Potts Dawson. Hi, I'm Arthur Potts Dawson, and this is Food FM. We are very lucky because we're standing in a field of elderflower, and we're picking it. And uh, we're picking it to make cordial, but we're going to be making very special cordial. And we have to introduce yourself, Pev, as to what it is exactly you do. Um, but we're talking about elderflower and turning it into cordial because you've been doing it for years. So, hi, Pev. Tell us a little bit about yourself and where we are. Hi, Arthur. Yeah, we're in a field in Leicestershire. Um, this is an organic field of elderflowers growing organically with lots of weeds and nettles and other nice things. Um, and we've grown this particular field for about 17, 18 years. I can't remember exactly when we started making organic elderflower. And now we sell it all over the world, which is nice. And Pev, you, you've got a bag of elderflower half picked already. And I can yep. see that, you know, and, and how are you picking it? What is it you're looking for? Because the, the aroma is unbelievable. And the colour is almost off yellowy white, isn't it? I mean, the elderflower is yeah, gorgeous. They're, they're white, little tiny white flowers with yellow big fat yellow stamens covered in yellow pollen and you get covered in this stuff when you're picking my dad used to have white hair and his whole head used to go yellow because the white pollen would stick to his his hair which i don't think he washed very much um uh, they are they're lovely and they smell they smell sort of creamy lemony and the only thing i can say is characteristic of elders it's extraordinary it's got this extraordinary smell and when it when you put it in sugar syrup to make the cordial they sort of morph together and then the syrup picks up the smell. It's rather lovely. So it's a family affair because you say your mum used to have the uh, elderflower steeping in sugary syrup on your counter at home. Yeah. Um, and so is this, the, this is the Beaver Estate elderflower cordial? No. No, no it's not Beaver Estate. No. We're, we're different to Beaver Estate. Yeah. We're Beaver Farm Drinks. So um, we're distantly related, yeah. um, but I'm a tenant farmer of, right. the, of the Duke and Duchess in the castle. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that's, they do their thing and we do our thing. Okay. And we've made the drinks um, on the estate and off it. The drinks, the drinks plant is now, we moved off the estate five years ago. Um, we'll show you the, the drink making plant down yeah. at Bottesford. We're going to have a look at that. Um, we, we make it in huge vats and then we bottle it next door. And it's in the same building. It's, it's lovely. And that, we built that um, the modern bottling plant five years ago. And these, and what I'm used to seeing is these big elderflower trees along the hedgerows and, and along, you know, the sort of the sides of roads, etc. But these are actually rows and rows and rows of elderflower trees. And they're not very high. It's almost a bit like a sort of, um, like you'd go into an orchard of apples. But this is almost like an orchard of elderflowers. Yeah, we chop them. Uh, these, these guys get um, tractor chopped and also hand pruned both at the same time. They, they, we lop them with a the tractor across the top and then we go in and cut the dead out. And this is all new growth from this year. Look at this. That's, that's because we had a drought in the spring. And here's a beautiful new shoot which will flower next year. So these are really healthy trees. And look at that. That's four foot of growth there. And you said that there's been more growth this year than, than many others because it's been very wet. Is that right? It's, it's been a lovely spring. We've had wet, cold May, but really wet in May, which meant everything got lots of water. And then the sun came out. We've had three weeks of beautiful sunshine, or three or four weeks of sunshine, and everything's taken off like a rocket. Um, everything in my garden, everything in the, these lovely elderflowers are looking amazing. Even the nettles are shoulder height. Yeah, these nettles are four, <laughs> four feet high nearly. You can um, tell this is organic. <laughs> and well, uh, organic, what's fantastic is, is that as you walk along this row, you've, on the right-hand side, you've got your very neat lined rows but then on the left there's a huge elderflower bush just or tree wild. growing just growing wild yeah. so 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 you, you you say you know your mum used to pick it um and your dad was in the in just strawberry farming and so yep. the relationship between the two was your dad wasn't sure what to do with the strawberries and your mum said no hang on a minute um look at this elderflower isn't it fantastic 
<laughs> a bit like that. Well, Dad came home one day and said, look, I've got all these strawberries. I'm going to do something with the overripe strawberries. I'm not sure what. What should we do? I'm going to press them. And she's went, yes, yes, Johnny, just hang on. That's fine. Just hey, give me a hand with these elderflowers. And Mum was steeping about, I don't know, four or five big baking bowls full of syrup and freshly sliced lemons on the top. And um, they'd been steeping for two days, I think. And she was getting Dad to pour one into the other one over a sort of muslin filter and so that they could then bottle it and then they bottled it by hand and at the end of an afternoon he was going crikey how do we have, why do we have to make so much and mum was going well they're for my friends they're for jane for margaret for mary rose for francis for all these people and then you want some and the kids love it so that's when the penny dropped he went well if everybody loves it why didn't we try selling it and we did the first commercial elderflower cordial in the country in 1984 and we expanded relatively slowly by just doubling every year rather than multiplying and we've slowly but slowly but slowly we've become one of the leading producers in the country now. Um, and I can see why you're a leading producer, but also the quality of the flowers and just it's it is an orchard of elderflower. I can't describe this any better. I mean, it's surrounded by trees. We've got five wonderful dogs running around us, and um, you know, and a bag half full now of elderflower. Um, do you do anything with the elderberries, or do you just don't let it go to berry because all the flowers are picked? No, well. Ideally, all the flowers are picked, but actually this place is alive with elderberries as well. And we're just thinking what we might do with organic elderberries. We're just sort of having a mull about that because they are actually full of anthocyanins, that, that dark thing that's very, very good for you. Um, your good lady, who's a nutritionist, will know all about this. Yeah, yeah. Very good for cold and flu and taking off particularly in this um, epidemic time. So we're thinking about that, particularly as these are organic. But, I mean, we try and pick all the flowers, but as you can see, there's quite a few here yeah. um, and not very many people picking today. Because we don't employ people to pick them. I mean, I'll probably come in in the morning and hoover this tomorrow morning, I think, because I can see there's quite a lot of flowers here. And, and, and this, is, this is obviously a technical term, elderflower hoovering. What does that mean? <laughs> Picking all the difficult ones that nobody else has picked, oh, the ones on the top. I see. Come with a walking stick and pull the trees down from the top. So you get the ones that are right on the top. But there's actually, there's another, if you look at this, there's loads more not ready. These aren't out yet. That's not out, that's not out, that's not out. So they're only about half out. Mm. Now, in London, they're going over. Yeah. And in Peterborough, they're almost over, 40 miles south. Because this particular field is slightly higher, mm. and it's a bit cooler because it's a bit more exposed to the prevailing wind, mm. they, they're actually a bit later here. So An elderflower, elderflower you'll usually see as this sort of large, kind of almost like hand-sized set of flowers mm. in a very green bush. But this tree is nearly 20 feet high, so you won't be able to get to the top. So the berries will obviously develop later. But at head height and everything that we're, we're picking here, you know, elderflower is particularly good for you. Um, how do you go about making a cordial in its simplest sense, Pev? A cordial basically is... It's the old-fashioned way of preserving fruit and flowers for their goodness. So you, you get the goodness from the berries and the fruits in the winter by preserving it in what they found as a very good preservative, which is sugar. And it's totally natural. Um, sugar is the antichrist for some people, but actually it's a natural, delicious way of storing energy and goodness. Um, it's out of fashion, but it's a really good thing. Rose hip syrup, anybody, for your children? You know, that sort of thing. Um, so... Elderflower cordial has been known to be good for you for donkey's years. I can't make any claims because I haven't done any scientific research. But 
Um, I feel pretty healthy on it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, you look very healthy. I like it in gin. <laughs> and, and what's and how much acreage have you got here? Because this is a very very big field. This is no, this isn't that big. This is about fifteen acres. We've got sixty acres in total growing of elderflowers organically. They're a lot of work. They don't look like we've done a lot of work in here, but we had a team of six guys in here weeding this in February March, so that the trees are not overwhelmed with brambles and other things. And it's hand weeded doesn't look like it, as I say. There's lots of nettles. But if you notice, they're only knee-high because mm. they had to come from March. Mm. If they'd been overwintering, they'd be, they'd be chest-high mm -hmm. and you'd be up to your neck in them, literally. And then we mow it because um, it's been tractor mowed in, in between the rows. So there's a little bit, of, little bit of work goes on. I can see there's a lot of work goes on. But, you know, one of the things that you can really get a sense of is nature here because you've chosen, perhaps, to be, you've chosen to be organic for, for good reason. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'd like the whole farm to be organic, but we can't do that because the land we have on the big arable farm is heavy, heavy clay. But we farm sustain sustainably as we possibly can. Mm. We use manures. We recycle water. We use a lot of manure, two and a half thousand acres, two and a half thousand tons of manure instead of chemical fertilizers. Mm -hmm. We grow willow for um, biomass boilers. We'd grow about what, 40 acres of willow. It's a hell of a lot of willow. It's a pile about 100 feet high when you finish with it. It's really big. So that's really good. So willow, sustainability, we recycle water. We recycle everything we can. Our bottling plant is zero waste to landfill. Mm. And we're about to put a massive solar array on the roof. Mm. After five years of trying, I've finally got permission from the local council to do it so that's exciting so we're trying to be as sustainable as we possibly can mm -hmm. and you see all these trees all around you i planted all of them with dad wow now these trees are some of them are over 30 feet high and um yeah. you know and you can really feel those nature over there, we planted those, uh, even the big ones there's a, it's almost like a woodland beyond it in the, in the 70s, 1970s yeah. wow when i was a kid i was up here as a teenager planting trees every weekend and even the ones right on the top of the hill that was the outside screen, but the ones inside, which are now popping up to the same height, are planted by Dad and I as well. So in a way, you've almost created your own microclimate because these trees are huge. There's woodlands, there's hedgerows, and inside here you say it's a sort of 15-acre field, but, you know, you've got nature all around. I can see the bees buzzing, the yeah. birds are singing. Yeah. And, you the know, owl boxes in the trees. Owls as well. Mm. And this so is, This is owl central. This is absolutely owl central. We've got a pair of barn owls nesting somewhere in that wood, and we're trying to get another one nesting here because we know that... Um, this is absolutely our central because basically this we let this go after we've harvested it and then it becomes just a wild meadow yeah. and what do owls like mice yeah. and voles and yeah. where do they live in a wild meadow in a wild meadow there you go and this is organic too so there's lots and lots of voles <laughs> well it's fabulous to see it because you know to be given the opportunity to to come into this field but Pev, we're going to go down and see the bottling plant but i just wanted to see and feel and hear what it's like to go into an organic elderflower field and it's absolutely gorgeous and you, you've lived in these fields for decades now yeah you know it must be such a wonderful see to see the season I'm, I'm, come and go i'm very proud of it i love it um it's a very beautiful part of the world this and if we can make it more beautiful for, for future generations that's a nice thing yeah. if you look up the top of that hill far away there's a new wood up there which is um we've just planted two and a half thousand eight trees up there they're all english hardwoods they'll all be that size mm. when my kids are my age so it's for another generation. It's not for us, but it's really lovely to be able to do these things. Oh, well, they say we a wise that field two years ago. A wise man is somebody who plants trees, and he knows he's not going to stand under the shade of that tree. <laughs> That's a lovely saying. I didn't know that. That's really nice. <laughs> well, let's head off to the let's head off oh, to the bottling yeah, plant bed. But this is just a wonderful experience to see 
organic elderflower growing in such large amounts. So, so we, we've arrived at the bottling plant and uh, we have weighed the half a kilo of elderflower that we picked. And um, Pev, you've just been handed £1.50. So right. what, what happens here? Well, that £1.50 will buy ice creams for Jen and I. Yeah. And not for you, because you no, don't no. do any picking. No, <laughs> I'm just holding the microphone. <laughs> but um, what happens here is the lads here weigh in what the flowers that are brought in by our lovely local community. Although it's a bit wet today, so they're probably not coming in thick and fast. On good days, we get queues of cars down the lane of people bringing flowers right. in, in high season. And then we take them in there. Right. And we, put, we infuse them in syrup to make the cordial. Come and see. So I can see here I've got two big, large blue troughs. So they'll, uh, they'll weigh it, and you've bought half a kilo. But some people will queue up, and they'll weigh, well, 10 kilos, 20 kilos. They'll get paid for that weighing. Yep. And they're, they're then put into these troughs. So I can see elderflowers everywhere left behind. And then they're going to be turned into the cordial. So it's a real community effort. It is. It's a real community effort. We rely on the good people of the community of Leicestershire, Lincolnshire, Nottinghamshire, Derbyshire, even as far afield as Cambridgeshire, to bring us the flowers. And we pay them handsomely for them. Um, you know, people, get, people are earning £200 cash-free, right. tax-free yeah. for, for, the day, for their day's work. Sometimes they, br they bring their family. And it's a lovely day out in the sunshine, picking flowers, chatting, and then bring them to us. We pay them. And um, it's fun all round, really. You give everyone a free drink as well. <laughs> and you turn it into cordial. Well, let's go in and have a look around, because we're going to pass through some plastic sheeting, plastic curtain. And, and we kind of pass the forklift and into, and it's the smell is unbelievable. It just, it just smells of, of elderflower. In fact, it smells of elderflower cordial. Well, that's not surprising. It yeah. is elderflower cordial HQ, this. Yeah. And, and uh, what's that sound I can hear? Because I can hear it's almost bubbling or mixing. Was there a noise going on? That's the liquid moving around the vats with the flower inside. Right. So we, rather than moving the flowers, we move the liquid through the flowers. Right. So you'll see once, this is an organic vat. So this is probably the one where um, those flowers we just picked are probably going here. Oh, wow. I mean, look at this. This is a trough about 20 feet long, four feet wide, and about three feet deep. And into it are being put elder flowers and lemon and it's something's being poured on top what's this liquid being poured on top of the elder flower this is, this is the cordial being sucked out the bottom of the vat and pumped around it so it goes in at the top here and it goes all the way down the liquid literally flows through the vat and through the, the if you like the cheese it's sort of like a great big mass of flowers and lemons um, in a thick mass at the top the liquid goes through that comes out the bottom is pumped round again and, and, and it's then, and we dunk the flowers is what I'm doing there just dunking the flowers and you can see they're white they're quite fresh and dunking the flowers and the sliced fresh lemons and, it, and is this is this a sugar syrup that's being um, poured over them yeah this is sugar citric acid and uh, lemon juice mm. actually I'm not sure this is an organic vat so it hasn't got lemon juice it's just sugar water and citric acid and, and this, this when I first met you, Pev, earlier on today, you gave a good description of what your mum used to do on your table at home. Is this just a big version of your mum's recipe? Yeah, this is exactly right. This is just a big bowl. Yeah. And this is how we used to make it at home. Um, and it, if you steep the flowers long enough and you mix them like this, the guys will use this very fork and they'll do this every hour. Dunk the flour. And, um, and, and Pev is at the moment mixing with a sort of large giant fork and, and forcing the elderflower underneath the, uh, the, the syrup uh, and, and it's being pumped in. There are lots of white bubbles and, and lemon zest and lemon juice and, and, and elderflowers. This and smells amazing, Pev. Slices of lemon, yeah. And as I'm doing it, you get the smell coming up, can't you? Yeah. It's lovely, it's that aroma. 
which is what the what the cordial tastes like. Which is and, that's what we want. And I visited um, uh, wineries in France and Italy, and these sort of all these steel vats and steel drums. But this seems to be a, a very English way of harvesting nature. Well, this this very vat came, and these three, four here in front of us, are all cheese vats, and they came out of um, one of the che- creameries that closed. We used to make Stilton near here, and we bought these cheese vats often. And these are from we use these for the organic because they're slightly smaller. The big ones over there are for the regular elderflower cordial, um, which comes in slightly larger quantities, and they're eight thousand liters at a go. This is only about two thousand. The smell is unbelievable. I just need to get a recording of this uh, the liquid being poured over the elderflowers. And there's just the most amazing smell of summer, mixed with lemon, and then there's just the aromas of... It's almost creamy, isn't it, the smell? Yeah, it is. It's sort of creamy, creamy, lemony, flowery. It's, it's very, very peculiar because it slightly changes too. It's, it's very odd. It's, but it's amazing stuff, Elder. It's witchcraft. I don't know how it works, but it does work. <laughs> and so is there a master blender? How does it... So the, the flowers arrive, you're putting them in vats, you're pouring a sugary syrup over the top. Who tastes it? Who, who dictates the flavour? The, the boy... Well, the recipe is the same as the one we used mum, mum made all those years ago. We've stuck to it. It's totally corny, but it's true. And um, they all say, can we do it with less? Can we do it with more? Can we do it this way? Can we do it that way? The answer is no, because the product is good and people love it. We've got, we've got customers who've been drinking it for 40 years. Well, I'm one of them. But, um, well, I've been, I've been drinking it a long time, but I just can't believe... I, I now know why I've been drinking it for so long, because I can see the process that you've got it going through. It's unbelievable. It's simple, natural, and we try and mimic homemade. So it tastes lovely. And that's the key. We, we, this, is, this is the sort of... The core of it is the fresh flowers and the syrup. Then we use those brewery filters over there to filter it. So any sort of little bugs or spiders, webs, or anything in it are filtered out down to one micro. Really grown up filtration. So let me see these vats. So these vats are huge drums, silver and, uh, and stainless steel. Yeah. And um, there's a, and, and then you're these, filtering these, out. Yeah, through these guys under high pressure. Yeah. These go up to about seven atmospheres of pressure. You push the liquid at high, high pressure through very fine sieves lined with this stuff, which is a powder. It starts as a white powder and it ends up this gray yellow color because it's taking some of the pollen and the bugs and the bits of leaf and all sorts of stuff out. And then that is an organic material, just throw that on the compost heap. So, this, so, so it goes through a, a, a full a filtration system. So then you get this very clear liquid after this, or does it go through another process? Yeah, but you can see the sighting dust. See the light there taped to the pipe? Yes. Well, that, when they're filtering, that's on, and you can see if it's clear or not through the sight glass on the other side. I'll show you. And so my experience of the, of the... It looks fantastic, Pep, is you've got this very old recipe that you remember of your mother's, and you're putting it through a very, very high-tech system, or, or high-tech, or at least extremely well-cleaned, well-monitored, well-managed, but it's still almost a very artisan product, isn't it? It is an artisan product, very much so. I mean, the guys will be hand-stirring that vat later on this afternoon. We hand-sort every basket of flowers that comes in. It, we hand-pick the flowers. It's very much an artisanal product. And, and you can smell the goodness in there. You know, the lemons are taken in boxes of lemons from our Spanish supplier, emptied into a hopper and sliced by a slicing machine, which is around, I don't know where they put it, I think it's around the corner. Um, and that's how it gets in there, a sliced lemons. So 
it, it's really artisanal in that respect. But the volumes we're making are industrial. So yeah. we're trying to mimic, we're trying to marriage with, with grown-up kit, mm. we're trying to marry an artisanal recipe with the need for commercial production. It's a, it's a room probably the size of a football pitch, but indoors. And it's just, it looks almost like a winery, but it's an elderflowery, is what I'm going to call it, Pev. <laughs> yes. and, and so it, it, it's sugar, it's lemon, it's elderflower, and it's through a process of, it, it, a modern process, but a, a very old system. You're talking about witchcraftery, but there's something about elderflower that is quite pleasing for the body and for the palate and for, for the environment. I, well, it, the old herbalists used to say it's very good for you. It's in John Evelyn's book from 1620 as being a physic for the blood and a tonic for the respiratory system is what they call it in those days, or what we call it now. Um, it is good for you. I don't know why it's good for you. It's very good for hay fever. It's cured my hay fever mm. over the years. Mm. And I love it. It's, but I can't say all that. It's not supposed to be. I've got no proof. Let's put it mm. like that. But it you, is in the You've got a space. feeling. I've got a feeling. Yeah. I've got a feeling. And, but I've seen the beaver, uh, the beaver cordials actually... You've got different flavours. So you, you, I've seen the strawberry flavour, you do a sparkling. And, and how have you then expanded? Because this is a business. Yeah. And you've had to take it on as a business. Oh, um, yeah. How have you thought through the early days? Your mum used to steep it on the kitchen table, but now you know, you're, you're bottling you know, millions of bottles every well, year. Well, we used to press juice by the tonne here. I mean, tonnes and tonnes and tonnes of homegrown strawberries and raspberries and blackcurrants. But we couldn't get them... Um, we, we started to find out you could actually buy in really high quality, superb juice, cheaper than we could grow the fruit per kilo. So we thought, okay, we better start buying in the juice, otherwise we're just being fools. Um, and we now buy the juice in from lots of people, um, some of it from Herefordshire, blackcurrants from Herefordshire, strawberries and raspberries from Poland and all sorts of things. And, and we cook fresh ginger in here. There's a boiler around the back, a vat with a boiling thing in it. And when we're cooking ginger, the whole place can smell it. Yeah. <laughs> it even gets in the office, which is fun. And um, so what does what the future for, for beaver hold? Um, so the, be, the, the beaver trading, you know, you, you're, you're creating these amazing bottles, beautiful syrups. Yeah. Uh, any plans for the future? No, I mean, more of the same. That's it. This, this, this is a big building. It can cope with more. Um, it can cope with more syrup. It can cope with more, more bottling. We've got a state-of-the-art bottling line. This is a massive, massive syrup run for most people. I mean, this is twice or three times the size of much bigger companies than syrup runs because they don't actually do anything. They just mix flavouring. Mm. As we cook them, that, that thing there is our first ginger boiler. It's the medium boiler. The and, medium boiler. This was first where you... Is a, there's a heat and a filter, a filter paper at the bottom. So that's where we boil lemongrass or ginger to do lemongrass extracts. Yep. Um, there's our first ever mixing vat, a little tiny one over there, now replaced by this one. And that thing at the back there is our ginger boiler. Some of these vats are on, we can move them around. So this front one, we move around a bit. So there's lots of different things going on in here. And there's a hell of a lot of stainless steel too. But yeah, we try and start with real ingredients to make real drinks. We, we don't want to use flavours, colours, sweetness, preservatives, or any of that rubbish. We just use real stuff. So you, the consumer, gets the benefit of a lovely drink. That's the thing. Well, the, the opportunity to come and see... It, you know, the, the elder flower from the tree to the plant and into the bottle. It's unbelievable. So for you personally, I mean, what a journey from, from planting trees as a young kid with your father all the way through to running a company and, and, and seeing the product out on the shelves. It must make you very proud. 
Well, it does actually. I'm very proud of it, quietly, um, of what we've done. But it's not me doing it, it's the whole team. I mean, I've got a big team of people here, all of whom far more professional than me. I'm the amateur now. But it's great fun. That's the other thing. We have a really, we have a really good fun crew. When this harvest's done, we're going to have a massive barbecue. And because half our friends here are Polish, we're going to have a lot of Polish beer. And uh, we'll have a bit of fun. It's all about enjoying life. And making great drinks is not, uh, you know, it shouldn't be a pain. It should be fun. And so if you're local to the Beaver Estate or you're local and you want to pick elderflower and you can bring it and you can make a little bit of money, but it's also about becoming part of a community. Um, but sometimes a community needs a visionary, doesn't it? Someone just at the top doesn't always have to be the professional, but can certainly be the visionary. Um, it seems like you're driving this with a, with a real heart and a, and a passion for it. I have got a passion for it. Yeah, I, I love what we do. Um, we're just making lovely natural drinks and bringing them to people. It's called doing no harm and having a nice time at the same time and uh, trying to make a bit of money on the side, but that's, that's not the primary focus. The primary focus is to enjoy doing something you, that you really love and just quietly building a business, just slowly. And that's what we've done for the last 30 years. We're just quietly building the business, just a little bit bigger every year, hopefully. Sometimes not, because we get really wet summer and it, sales go backwards, but if we get a lovely warm summer, sales go forwards a bit, so it's nice. Well, I now know why I've been drinking Beaver um, Elderflower Cordial for so long. Um, I just knew that it was good and it was always on my table. And I now am excited to, to have seen why. Pev, thank you so much for giving us your time and for showing us your fields and your processing unit. This has been Food FM. Pev, any last words before we go? But thank you so much for letting us come and spend some time with you. It's an absolute pleasure, Arthur. Thank you so much. And thank you for picking the Elderflowers. Great fun. Yeah.